This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Good evening and welcome to a brand new edition of the Creators Outlet with the misadventurers themselves, uh, Katrina and Joseph A. Michael. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going, everybody? It's going good. Going good. Got my water. Sure, it's water. It's water. I can't afford anything that looks like water. It's, it's water. It just has flavoring in it. It just has an artificial uh, dye and color. Yes, yes exactly. I, I got some of that in the, in the kitchen somewhere. <laughs> but I was like, oh. So we were just talking t-shirts before we went live. I don't know if you can see my Minions t-shirt. William's uh, got a nice ACDC. <laughs> I have NaNoWriMo. Oh, nice. Cool. I've never so, participated. Uh... Katrina from yeah. Scratch Press. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. All right. Well, I'm an author and editor. Uh, I publish under Cat Scratch Press. I actually I do my editing under that too. So it's kind of an umbrella, umbrella of me. <laughs> um, I've got three books out currently. I'm about to kickstart my fourth book in October. Um, I worked with Joseph on The Misadventurers, as well as uh, other titles. Cool. And uh, tell us about yourself, Leonardo. <laughs> I am uh, one of the four Ninja Turtles. I like to use a katana. Um, <laughs> I have three radical brothers. No, my name is Joseph. Um, I've been doing indie comics for 10 years. Most recently, The Misadventures with Nicholas Tourist, Katrina, and another band of Misfits. And then I'm also over on Heroes for Causes, which we do um, superhero uh, cause-based comics for people with cystic fibrosis, uh, childhood brain cancer and uh, childhood diabetes and other things like that so which is always cool and we've had you on numerous times for that stuff because that's a that's always good to do and uh so this is like issues one through four yeah wow. so here's so two of them i i love the covers <laughs> uh i gotta i gotta tell you like i am way past the uh yeah scotty young's cool i'm like i am i am so over scotty young <laughs> i would like to see scotty young <laughs> draw something and not his scotty young style to see just what it looks like that'd be interesting you know i mean put a scotty young head on it fine but draw draw the rest like 
in in like normal comic book art proportions or something and or have draw there been like many, a realistic background for once. Yeah, have there been many comic artists that just kind of totally did a 180 for like a uh annual or something like that on their style and did something completely new? Well, like uh back in the day when John Jr. took over for his dad like on like ASM, he could draw opposed to now just scratch, 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 scratch. I'm like, why? Well, I wanted a style. I go, yeah, same style my daughter drew in before she, you know, <laughs> got really deep in art and uh, she just got accepted to uh, a Pathways program. Uh, she's starting high school next week and she got in for for visual arts. Oh. She's she's drawing all kinds. She likes she she likes the anamorphic animals. So she's she draws like, you know, foxes and stuff and she's been trying her hand at digital coloring and she's uh been doing like, you know, really great at it. So I'm I'm like thrilled that she's in a program that uh anything that will make her excited and actually want to go to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I mean I remember my days in high school. <laughs> Maybe okay. she can do a piece of art for Daphne. She doesn't like showing anything that she does. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I'm trying to get her out of that. I go, well, if you start sharing stuff, you'd be amazed that the positive comments outweigh the negative comments. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe in the, in the near future, maybe you'll do something that somebody might want to use as a cover on their book and something might work out in your favor. So you can buy more road Roblox cards or something. <laughs> Katrina, do you do you get that a lot with with the creators that you work with when you tell them to edit something? Is it is it pretty much a positive response, or do you have to most, burst any bubble? Most of the time, I've been lucky that everybody's pretty cooperative. Um, you know, we have a most of my clients. I have a good enough relationship that they know I'm not. If I say something, there's a reason I'm saying it. You're not trying to. I'm not just. You know, put them down or something. I'm not, I, I'm not just trying to destroy their dreams or, yeah. you know, rip, rip their babies apart or <laughs> anything like that. But I have had a couple of clients who were really ready to go to the wall to fight for something. That's the thing. You've got to give me a good reason. Not just yeah. because I like it. I like it is not a good reason. <laughs> yeah. I like some of the stuff I do too. And then I show it to somebody and they go, mm, you sure you want to do it that way? Yeah. Yeah. Even the, even the editor has uh has people that they go to. Yeah, cuz you know, we're we're in a day and age where if you want to make a comic book, you can make a comic book. Mm -hmm. But not everybody that makes a comic book should be making a comic book. <laughs> I try to be nice about it, but I'm like uh every once in a while there's just like kind of booked i can't yeah. that's, that's uh -oh. interesting because 
now with yeah, you it's, know, inter- uh, it's interesting because I've had a couple people tell me their book this week. Now I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna question it. <laughs> not not with me. <laughs> <clears throat> well, now you have this uh, independent self self public publication move for the last 10, 20 years, and before mm-hmm. the gatekeepers were always the big publishers, right? They'd always go through their slush pile, and you know they try to weed out the people that they didn't think had the chops or whatever to publish a book. But now, because everyone has access to the format, you know, the the good and the bad gets published, and hopefully the bad, you know, it's a, it's a stepping stone for them to improve their craft. Um, yeah, because nobody started out with their best book for their first book, so you know, like your your daughter, she's going to continue to get better through her art career. Um, so I guess it's just accepting that as a creator and knowing that one day you'll eventually put out something that people are going to love to read yeah. or or watch or view. And I got my first comic book credit last month. So, Ooh, oh, yeah. Congratulations. And it's not just as, you know, a funder on a crowdfunder. Because uh, <laughs> my name, my name in the in in the uh, in the channel name has has been in multiple books. But for mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I proofread uh, the Marvie Sin Cup Killer issue too for him, and I'm like, he is from Portugal and speaks a little bit of broken English, but his English is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But having a lot of Portuguese relatives, I can hear the inflection as I'm reading the words on the paper, and I'm like. Oh yeah, this is in Portuguese speak. You need to reword this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you spelt this word wrong six times. Um, and I don't know what's consistent. going on here, but there's a blank word bubble above your villain. Ooh. And I don't know what was going on here. He goes, "Oh, I forgot to put the text in again." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. He goes, "I'm going to give you credit in the book." I'm like. You don't have to, but thank you. Yeah. It's only <laughs> Yeah, sometimes those extra, those extra set eyes are so important because it could be something like you said, William, so obvious as a blank bubble. Uh, but by the time you've seen it as a as a writer or artist five hundred times, you just gloss over it. And then that's you know, Katrina comes in and asks you why your villain has popcorn. <laughs> in a paper when it didn't exist before that so and you're like huh i never considered that so well you know everybody needs to stop at the concession stand maybe maybe, maybe if katrina was at image back in the day <laughs> rob rob might have had the same belts and pouches everywhere from panel True. to panel <laughs> dang right <True>. he would have <laughs> did you guys see that picture of elon musk on the yacht mm-hmm he had, uh, you know, that pose with Captain America on the side, and he's got like the giant chest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, insanely amount. And then someone took a picture of a side view of Elon Musk, and it was like identical to that Captain America mm. cover for that Rob Liefeld <laughs> cover. And, and they're like, it does exist. So. <laughs> he skipped leg day, but he he got in chest day. Everybody. Yeah, he got the chest in. <laughs> so. My my first question is, this is a Kickstarter for four issues. Yep. So have these been released in in any format, like on shelves prior, or you just wanted to only do- issue? Yeah, only issue one. We had a preview issue come out through Scout, and then the Scoot format is one issue 
to straight to trade. So we wanted to have all the issues as individual comic issues. And mm -hmm. the, our only option to do that was through a Kickstarter. So we had a, about a span of three or four months to get knock out all the issues on Kickstarter. So we did an issue one release. We did an issue two back in July, June or July. And then this is for mm -hmm. all four. So we've done three Kickstarters in total to get all four issues of the misadventures out. So now if you're missing an issue or you uh, just want to get some add-ons, you can come right here to the misadventures. And it's the final week. It is. Final countdown. We need everybody's support. It's the final countdown. <laughs> so I saw another post uh from you guys I, I see like a million posts a day from uh nita over at raging yeah, and yeah. Then, I, then yeah. I saw another post today with this really cool looking full chromium your card the card card and so i was did, like these promo cards for the for the uh upcoming uh game that we're working on um oh. and they're hollow foil and they're promo cards we didn't make a lot of them there's eight in the set um so we decided to pull out all the stops and throw in one of these free for anybody that backs this week and one of our holographic stickers with our two heroes oh yeah you and had goes... me a game <laughs> yeah i'm excited about the game I've got a I've got a bunch of games that I've backed on. I got a well, I have two comic book games that I've backed on Kickstarter. Like which one? I've backed uh Exploding Kittens. Okay, yep. Which is hilarious. And there's been like other like expansions for that mm -hmm. that came out. Uh we found my girlfriend found in clearance at, at our local Walmart from the, those same creators. Um a card game called Unicorn Army. Okay. Yep. I don't know what it's about yet, but uh, the last two comic book ones that I that I backed, uh, one was uh, an Umbrella Academy, a game game based on cards, and then I got the big giant box, the Kickstarter edition of the uh, Dark Knight Returns game. Oh, okay. Which is like humongous. Like if somebody breaks into my house, I'm not <laughs> going to reach that's, for that's... a bat or a hockey <laughs> stick. I'm going to reach for this. It's a weapon of choice. It it it's it's got to weigh as much as like three Webster's dictionaries. Okay. You know, so a I'm like, box. oh, I'm like, oh my god, this thing is heavy. I'm I'm like afraid to like open it. So. At one point, we'll have like a gaming party or something. But I've been seeing like a lot more people uh, making, you know, going the gaming route for like their IPs. Yeah, I know. Uh, before uh, Luke Stone got sick, he was doing an RPG uh, for his i for his IP, mm. and I was like, "Ooh, that looks cool." He goes, "It's not the full book. This is just a tease, like a like a." <laughs> A playable demo kind of thing. And I'm okay. like, okay, well, let me know when the full book comes out. I, I likes me a full book that I can read through and have no clue what's going on. 
<laughs> yeah, the market for comic books is like this, and the market yeah. for games is like this. So it's humongous, yeah. And then the market I'm trying to get into is like this. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the width of a sheet of paper. Yeah, um, I like a good challenge. But I've I've seen another uh, company that I I'm following now that has gotten sign-offs from multiple IPs um, to make an RPG that's pliable with any of these worlds so you can use the characters. And and the two that got me was they've got Highlander and The Crow in there. Wow. And I'm like, you had me at The Crow. (laughs) But there can be only one. And I'm like, that's just you know, it's cool. I haven't bought anything. I'm just following it to, you know, to see what happens with, with everything, uh, specifically because uh, the artist that uh, I do a draw stream for on Monday nights is going to be at uh, Memphis Comic Con next month, hmm. and uh, Jo Barr is going to be there. Yep. So he's excited, and I have to send him some stuff to get me signed. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, He's he's he had gotten like the the new crow figure that's that's boxed in the window box where he's looking through the window when Brandon like swung out and uh, oh nice in that movie that I don't want to think how many years ago that was because I was young, <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of young, at least young at heart here, uh, we have the misadventurers. So mm-hmm. tell me how this all came about. Uh, so I think, was, I think it was about three years ago. Um, Nicholas, I don't know if you're familiar with Nicholas's work, but uh, he's worked on a lot of stuff with like Source Point Press and some other indie uh, writers and, and creators. And his, his artwork is very uh, colorful, very vibrant. His characters are very expressive. Um, he posted something on his wall. He said, you know, this is a project that I just never had the time to complete. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting, you know, and then Maybe there's something that we can, you know, revamp it to and, and kind of, you know, change up the story and, and make it more appealing to a wider audience. And so I messaged him. He said, you know, he'd be interested in, in kind of working together as a team. And uh, we started laying down the groundwork. I don't know, Katrina, I think we brought you in on this project maybe like two years ago. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. And then Mike, the developmental editor, um, maybe a little bit sooner. And then just kind of hammering out the groundwork. And then the misadventures were born. So, um it's, it's been a fun, it's been one of my most rewarding projects I've worked on because, you know, we've had such a cool team and, and a, a lot of the people on the team we've worked with on other projects. So it's fun to, you know, be on the same podcast, you know, like with yourself, William, and then have the same creative team back. And it's kind of like family and friends you get to do fun stuff with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, reuniting when you, uh, when I, when I see one of your posts for uh, your, uh, you know, you're, you're like one of your cystic fibrosis uh, posts and uh, you've gotten your friend there to uh, dress up in another wacky costume that he's designed <laughs> and uh, turn him into a hero. And I'm like, uh, I want that hockey costume. <laughs> so uh, right now it's sitting at 59 backers, six days to go. Um, 
And this is rated for uh, ages six plus. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking it on the plus. Uh, so. I'm the I'm the plus. I'm a big fan of this series, even though I worked on it. Yeah, I don't get I don't get paid to say I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not in the kind of work. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I don't know, Katrina. Um, you know, I, I'm sure a younger reader could pick it up and read, and it doesn't have any you know mature themes or you know extensive like combat scenes or anything like that so it's pretty much all age friendly but we just put six plus just to give parents an idea of um some vocab words maybe um but mm -hmm. other than that there's really no kind of situations or themes uh other than like hearts beating out of the eyes um you know that could be right construed as anything that would be for more an older you know middle grader plus audience so mm. we have a lot of uh homages to 80s and 90s cartoons um, we were heavily influenced by, you know, Powerpuff Girls and uh, Invader Zim and, um, you know, I Hate Fairyland and stuff. So we kind of incorporate all those quirky and zany elements into the book. And of so, course, the turtles, because you have the Teenage Mutant rocking Redwoods. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we had fun with that. And we have uh, Abominable Snow Baby Villains and we have Robo Divas um, and we have Country Pumpkins. So we really embrace the Powerpuff Girl villain thing where they have amoebas and, you know, weird uh, gangrene villains and stuff like that, just to give everybody a unique personality in the, in the series. So I used to freak my daughter out when she was younger and watch Powerpuff Girls because <laughs> I, I, I could like peek around the corner and just say something like, I am Mojo Jojo. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> hey, when we cast for our voices on our book, we'll have, right, to, have, you, absolutely. We'll have to have you in there. Yeah, I I, uh, I I, think I responded to that. I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> so uh, first of all, right here, uh, find a week free upgrade for all. Tell us about the upgrade. So Nita suggested we do something fun for the last week. Um, cause we have, I think we have a hundred watchers that are not backers yet for the campaign. Mm -hmm. So all you got, all you guys and gals sitting on the fence, we need you to back the campaign. So we did a couple, uh, incentives. One was since it is an all age book, let's throw some coloring material out there for, for the kids and for the adults. Um, yes. so we have four of our covers. You, you, you're copying my book stuff now. Uh, <laughs> are we? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have, um, um I have coloring. I have a, a download link to all of the art from my books, which is all in coloring book form. Okay, cool. Yeah. This is, this is the first time we've ever done. I mean, we have a cover. Kit Wallace did that uh, dragon cover for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scout published that as like a variant cover. Um, but these are, you know, it's just a download for you to print off and color up. And we'd love to do some kind of competition in the future if we get enough submissions, post them up on our uh, campaign wall and social and maybe give a prize or something for somebody. Cool. So, yeah, I love I love coloring sheets. I love the idea of coloring sheets. And and right here, I was like, game card? What? Yeah, <laughs> this is one of the times where you know I love the fact that like I work on the team and all that, but there are times that I wish that I was also a backer. <laughs> the backers get all the cool swag, <laughs> and this I, is definitely I, right up there. I thought if I had an unlimited budget, like one of the cool things I would do is just back everybody's Kickstarter campaigns because, you know, I think that'd be a lot of support for all the people in the indie community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, and I think that that does a lot of good, just, you know, 
not only showing the the moral support, but then also, you know, the, on the financial end too. So when the time comes and I hit the lottery, I'm back in everybody's yes. Kickstarter campaign. So yeah, I I started doing that when I first started doing the show, like almost three years ago now, and uh, then I I went to. Uh, I started getting notices that my auto pay wasn't going through and I couldn't figure out why. Oh. Uh, I forgot like that. I backed all these books on Kickstarter oh. and the following month, right after I paid my rent, like a week later, Oh no! like five Kickstarters came due and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, can I borrow some money? Uh, <laughs> why I go? Cause I'm not going to have internet. How much is your internet bill? $10. <laughs> I look I look out so I get that special Comcast rate. That's a nice rate. That's much better than my my internet bill every month. Yeah, it's uh I it's called Internet Essentials from Comcast. So if you like if you get any kind of uh like federal assistance Mm -hmm. Um, if you have children under 18 in school, you're eligible. And there's a couple of other things and you're, uh, you're eligible for this Okay. where you get like, you know, you get the bottom tier, but it's only $10, but they're not, they're not going to tell these people, you know, advertise it. Cause right. then, you know, all of a sudden everybody's got, you know, school age children. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, cause who wants to pay more than $10 for internet? <laughs> I don't want to. I, don't, I no. really don't want to. I mean, I look at some of them, I go, and, and, and you know, when you check the speeds on these, that they're not quite there. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is what grabbed my attention today. When I saw this and you talked about this and this was, this is cool. Shiny, yeah. <laughs> we did uh so we did that as a reward for our first campaign, and it's a set of eight promo cards. And um, I'll I'll explain the the game, the premise of the game, really quick. Did, did you guys ever play Candy Land mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. ago? Uh, I always thought it was interesting because there's like 120 spaces on the board, and you kind of went on a grand adventure, fighting uh, bosses, and you know, teaming up with your friends, and you know, drawing colored cards and stuff like that. So since this is a misadventure, um, we wanted to do something that kind of echoed back to Candyland, which I don't think has been revamped yet. Um, and we wanted to randomize it. So we have a lot of spaces on the board where you're laying down random game cards. And when you come across that area of the board, you flip it and you fight that boss or you you know encounter that effect. And then there's different things like in Magic, how you have like a world effect. There's a world mm. card and then there's a, like a quest or a campaign card. And it's a co-op game. So everybody works together to take down like the four or five bosses in the game. And at the same time, you're being chased by our big bad, which is a sandwich. And they have like a, a passive roll, a dice roll every turn. So if you're caught by the sandwich, everyone's turned to stone, game over. But hopefully can beat through all the bosses by the time she catches up to you and win the game as a team. So. Very cool. And we design the cards kind of like Pokemon or, or Magic mm-hmm. cards. They got hit points, attack points, and, and magic, and then special abilities and things. So it may look cool. They look really cool. <laughs> and you'll recognize the art from the book. So it kind of ties the comic book into the into the 
game. Very nice. <laughs> and you can play. That's a test animation that we did. Ultimately, we want to do uh, an animated series with the book because it's. I think it's animation ready. It doesn't have sound, but it just kind of goes through a, a test animation we did, a motion graphic. Very cool. I like a motion comic, but like severely upgraded. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the Robo Divas. Uh, those are Nicholas's favorite characters in the book. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of these. <laughs> we, we were heavily influenced by Invader Zim and, you know, characters from that series. <laughs> Tea time, tea time. <laughs> he could do multiple voices for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, like uh, a Goku or whatever uh, was a female voice artist. And wasn't there like Bart Simpson was a female voice artist? So there's a yes. lot of covers. Yes, yeah, uh, she, she did like... She did like five or ten like different, you know, regular different characters. Yeah. Like she did the the bully on The Simpsons. Ha ha! <laughs> That's it. You're hired. That's it. Yeah, we're done. We don't need to hire anyone else. Casting call is done. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> and this is the Kickstarter exclusive cover. Yep. I think it's going to be really cool with the gold foil. Um, we have a. A regular version, a gold foil, and a hollow foil of every cover. Ooh. Um, so, so if you like the shiny, yep. If you, our uh, <laughs> letter that I work with before, and I think Katrina, you worked with Dave before, but he is all about the gimmick covers, the the hollow foil <laughs> and the gold foil. So you say that, and like you said earlier, William, you're like, hey, count me in. I heard hollow foil or hollow or foil, I'm in. So. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Uh, Ooh. The, the same group. I'm see, of, I'm seeing all these for the first time too. Are you? <laughs> I don't think I've seen these these ones before. That's our hollow foil cover. Very nice and shiny, and then here's the gold foil. Well, yeah, that's all the stuff I loved as a kid. All the uh, gimmick covers they got me into comics, probably. Yeah, it's it's funny that uh, like a lot of the same group of people in in the you know in the in the buying collecting market You're like oh, I don't buy 90s comics they stunk <laughs> really is is that why all the new comics you buy you only buy the gimmick covers or the <laughs> this artist did this cover so it's automatically like a $50 issue mm -hmm. of a book that's sitting on the shelf for 3.99 yeah but it doesn't have that cover I'm like oh. <laughs> yeah today's today's comic buyers i mean i'm sure it was like that in the 90s because i just admitted to it but you know a lot of times i think probably 90 percent of the time they'll buy a comic just for the cover mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. who knows if they read it they might not read it they might just you know put it on a shelf or throw it in the uh long box um more likely they 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 run right to their mailers and and send them out to cgc cgc yeah which, which i've never which is, done 
which is why they can't get any actual like older books graded because they're every month they get like Floods tens of, of thousands of, of modern books. So far behind. You know, so flooded. I think and, I uh, I think I just I was just at C2E2 a couple weeks ago and we were talking with somebody at the table and they were saying that um, they just got stuff that they submitted two years ago. They the one the main company I think recently got acquired by a big investment firm. Um, and and that's weird because those guys never paid attention to collectibles and comics and grading of sports cards, and now all of a sudden they're interested in it. So yeah. Well, uh, I hear that CBCS is having issues too. Oh, really? I hadn't heard uh, that. One uh one dealer that I know of. Um, that I've bought from, you know, many times in the past because he, off he offers like some, some really good stuff and he'll get like, he'll get like some big names like into his shop to do signings and, or, or do them like, do like live signings with, you know, artists at like, mm -hmm. you know, at like a C2E2 or, uh, you know, New York Comic Con or whatever. And, uh, They'll do it like they'll. A lot of the artists will just get like a big like penthouse suite, so they'll go in there with the cameras and they'll do like signings and mm -hmm. you know sketch commissions like you know live till like you know two three o'clock in the morning. But he had the fast pass with CBCS and he's been with them since since the beginning, uh, and he wasn't getting any response from like any of his emails, everybody oh. he talked to, uh, they knew nothing about comics. Hmm. They were all sports cards people. Hmm. And eventually he got somebody in, uh, but then found out that they have actually lost 700 books <gasps> just from his account. Oh no. And uh, so now they, he's got to go. He's got to go through. He's got to find out um, what books might be eligible for replacement. What books aren't? Uh, you know, refund, 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 mm -hmm. and the same thing from the other end. And it just, I'm like, oh, what a mess. That's terrible. And I was gonna send him books to send in. I'm so glad I didn't. Uh -huh. <laughs> Because I'm like, yeah. this is just like, you know, I'm coming like a lot of stuff. Like I sold my uh, my entire uh, Aaron Thor run with Jane Foster to a friend of mine, uh, you know, for a good amount of money. Uh, and, and that paid for me to go all in on uh, on somebody's crowdfund that I was really into. Uh, and that's the only reason I could go all in because <laughs> I ain't got that kind of money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was like, cool, but there's, uh, you know, there's, cert there's certain books that I'm coming across in my collection as I'm going through trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff um, that I don't want to get rid of. Like, I have the first two Silver Age Catwoman appearances in Lois Lane. Nice. Um, 
that I think I paid fifty dollars total for like about twenty years ago on a, during during a say like a half price sale at a store, uh, which is also where I where I got my uh, my first Secret Wars eight ASM uh, two fifty two and a certain Marvel team up all with the black costumes. And I'm like, and then I went through a book. I didn't even remember buying New Mutants, but thankfully I did. <laughs> I, I wish I was buying multiple copies like a friend <laughs> of mine did, who's got them like, you know, they're in a box somewhere. Uh, I think he bought like, he was buying like five or 10 copies of every New mm -hmm. Mutants book because he loved it. And I'm like, Oh, could you imagine like when the Katrina, when you get your boxes mm -hmm. and, and I get my boxes, they come in like hundred or 200 count boxes, like case counts. And, uh, and when you get to open it, it's all 200 copies of the same book. I, can you imagine opening one of those today with like new mutants, 98, all pristine, oh, yeah. still brand new in the original case. I had a friend, uh, be before, my medical issues came up before I ended up in the coma. Uh, my friend Mark had gone, and you hear all these stories, but, you know, we were privy to it because he was just sending us pictures. Mm -hmm. um, he found, uh, you know, he was going around, you know, he would drive around on the weekends and look for, you know, yard sales and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he found, like, a big garage sale, and a uh, woman had, like, some you know, some older action figures and the, uh, the solid, uh, they had the, they had the Marvel characters and they would make them in like different colors and they were like all like one piece. Mm. There was, they were in action figures. They were just like, you know, <laughs> little kid statues to put up on the shelf. Um, and a friend of mine gave me some of those, but he found that he found a bunch, you know, there, he found like a couple of old, like 60s G.I. Joes and uh, the beginning of the world's greatest superheroes from Migo coming up on their 50th anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, then he found uh, like a long box of comic books. And he asked when he was, he flips through and there was some, there was some cool stuff in there. And he goes, uh, well, what do you want for this? And she's like, um, 300. He goes, do you have any more? <laughs> yeah. Can I see him? Sure. Come on into the back of the garage. Here's a list because he typed out what was in there. First box he opened was a short box that was nothing but the first issue of the Wolverine miniseries. Nice. So there were there were four short boxes, each one with full sets combined of two long boxes of the Wolverine miniseries. Wow. A bunch of them were like, you know, and you know, and you know, from I just ran this book over with my four-wheeler in the mud puddle to uh, you know, probably right like you know, you know, right off the rack, right off the spinner rack. Which would get like a little damaged because we're going to be looking at him, but you know, it's like it was read, but it wasn't well read, and he got a few of those signed by uh, by Stan, like like certain issues, like he pulled out like uh, the first Fantastic Four art with 
Silver Surfer and Galactus was in there. Uh, <laughs> this man, this monster, like all like, you know, big stuff and like a bunch of uh, bronze and silver, like DC stuff. And, you know, just, you know, and a bunch of, there were a bunch of independent stuff too. I bought some of that off of um, <laughs> And not long after I had my medical issues, he had medical issues, no. but he got 30 boxes off. 30 boxes, you know, between short and long boxes off this woman because her husband had passed uh, for, he was going to, she asked him, he goes, would you give me 1200 for all of them just to get rid of them? And he goes, let me carry that box and the other stuff that I want back here and leave it here. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the bank and I'll be right back. He came back from the bank, handed a $2,000 and hold all the stuff away. Yeah, that's, so, that's like that situation. You're like, I just ran into a treasure trove. But at yeah. the same time, you have a responsibility. You're like, I can't just pay them, you know, this little bit that they're asking. I got to give them something so that I can sleep at night because this is like a monster score. Yeah, it, and it's, you know, there's some people that are just like, you know, well, I'll take them off your hands for free. Mm. And... You know, and we'll think twice about it, and they'll be like listing stuff on eBay on their on their drive home. Yeah, but you know, karma's gonna get you. Yeah, John yeah. wrote a song about that, I think. Uh, and uh, you know, there was there was a situation of that same magnitude that happened um, in the town that I lived in before I moved here a few years ago. And there's a huge antique store there. And the woman sold her husband's entire massive comic book collection uh, uh, to a dealer. But he gave her, you know, he he paid her like, I, I think uh, the store said he paid her over $10,000 for him. Uh, and then he went and priced everything up as it was meant out of, you know, out of Overstreet. Uh, yeah. Some of the prices seemed to come from those old wizard magazines that used to, uh, you know. Jack the prices up? Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Anything that's popular, we got to make it more. Um, <laughs> and half of the collection was sold before I even knew anything was there. But in there... I pulled about 10 or 15 copies of the original Nova series. Wow, nice. Uh, like all double digit ones. Um, but they were all like UK editions. Hmm. So it was like all 30 pence instead of 30 cents and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I got I got a complete run of uh, the champions in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like extra issues of the champions and, you know, original Namor issues, you know, when Namor was still Namor and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And they gave, he was, he was conflating the prices, but then selling them all for half price. So I'm like, okay, that's actually kind of like what they're worth. What? Yeah. And if you, if you spent like over a hundred dollars, they would give you 
a discount. If you spent like over $200, they give you another discount. If you spent $500, you pay 25% of whatever the price on the books were. Wow. Uh, I might have done that a couple of times. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was all, it was all, you know, a tremendous amount of fun to find something in, in like, you know, a saver store like that or, uh, you know, any, any garage sale. That's, it's just like a treasure trove. Mm-hmm. And I get excited when I, when I can find like older, like indie or small press books at, at like a flea market. And I'm planning to go to the flea market up the street from me, uh, probably next month. And this Saturday, I'm going to my first convention this year. It's like a one day mm. old school, old school convention, you know, come like at, at a, at a VFW kind of like hall right, they, yeah. they for the day. And they book everybody in, and there's a there's a there's a few like local artists that I'm friends with that I'm gonna get to see, you know, newer stuff from them, and uh, just peruse through, uh, you know, art and meet new creators and stuff, and and check it out. I'm gonna go for like a couple of hours in the morning, and you know, be done in time for me to come back and get my old man napping. <laughs> This is looking pretty cool. I love the coloring on it. That's, I mean, you can tell right away when you see a, a book and the coloring is well, you know, done well, it just pops off the page compared mm-hmm. to, you know, I've done books in the past where everything kind of seemed muddy um, and it just kind of absorbed the characters. But these ones, like the character just pops almost like in 3D fashion off of the page. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see, you know, everything in this book is like, animated mm-hmm. very very lively um i've seen some of those some of those books with the off coloring that you speak of yep uh one time somebody actually admitting was yeah oh uh, i really didn't have the money to play, pay a flatter a flatter mm-hmm. i'm like oh mistake number one did you have an editor no flatter <laughs> flatter uh editor and letter are the three things that you cannot skimp on Mm-hmm. You absolutely, absolutely have to have those three, and you have to have good ones of those three. <laughs> the the problem that some people have is like, yeah, I don't, I don't need an editor. I'll, I'll just self. Oh no, 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 don't, don't, <laughs> no. Where no. the blank bubbles come in and the popcorn panels. Yeah. 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 What happens there is you're reading what you thought you wrote mm-hmm. because you wrote it. You're not yep. realizing, oh, this is these last three pages need a complete rewrite. This doesn't make sense to me if I was three. And it's just, you know, crazy like that. So tell us a little bit about uh your two main characters here. So the Viking princess on the right, uh Marius, um, she gets expelled from uh Viking town, and the guy uh, kid on the left, he's a halfling. Um, he's in school for wizardry and he's kind of a showboat. So he gets expelled from school for being a showboat and blowing up uh, one of his classes. And the two kind of meet on some far off desert Island and they have to put differences aside and journey home together. So it's kind of like a buddy team up kind of a, a flavor for the book um, along like along lines of adventure time. Um, they go on a grand adventure, meet some zany villains and got to get home in time for lunch. So. I like the character design. It's kind of funny. 
Yeah, like you said, that I think Nicholas gets a lot of influence from like manga where they have very expressive faces and like we'll have like the melting ice cube on the head or like the steam pouring from the ears, mm-hmm. almost like Looney Tunes fashion. Um, just because that's fun and comics are supposed to be fun. We didn't want to make it dramatic or you have to, you know, invest too much of yourself to read it. You can just down, have a good time, smile and then move on. Yeah, not everything has to be, you know, dark and dreary. <laughs> You want to have, you know, you want to be able to read, you know, something that was fun. Like, uh, I think I told you before, my mother used to let me get a comic like every Sunday from the spinner rack because she would buy the paper to get the coupons. I would get Amazing Spider-Man strip in color <laughs> and she would give me like, you know, a little bit of change to buy it when you could could for a little bit of change still buy mm-hmm. a comic. Uh, oh, so long ago. Um, and. I wouldn't always buy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's my phone. I thought I vibrated it. I did not vibrate it. It's very, very cheery, but. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was starting to dance. Could be our, our yeah. song, background music for the misadventures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my oldest. Um, it's the um, turn the page music. Yeah, turn the page here. I was on a uh, Randy's podcast the other day, and him and Scott. And John were talking about how comics used to be 10 cents and 15 cents. And I said, put that in perspective for everybody that's listening. Like, you know, what could you get for 10 cents at the time? And they said uh, an allowance for a month was maybe about a quarter one mm-hmm. comic for 10 cents. So you could get roughly two and a half comics for your monthly allowance. And I think at the same time, a, a picture or, or going to the movie was about the same price. So about 10 cents, 15 cents to go to a uh, kid's like matinee. So, yeah. It was like, Wang, do I get two and a half copies of uh, Spider-Man or do I go <laughs> to, you know, I don't know what they were displaying at the time at the movie theaters, but do I go to two pictures? Yeah, because I, I remember going to first run movies at like the smaller movie theaters before the big complexes came in um, and seeing, you know, it's no longer there, but I remember seeing the first Chris Reeves Superman movie, or the first and second one, um, all three Star Wars movies, uh, Tron, Moonraker. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one I saw in in like a movie complex was actually ET. Anything that came up before that was like in a small place, and it was you know it was like matinees were like. Like two, you know, two dollars a piece, mm-hmm. and and now like you'll find like a cheap movie theater, like in some towns, it's got like you know a movie that's been out on DVD for like three weeks. They're showing it, but you can either spend twenty dollars on the DVD or you can spend like two fifty at the door mm-hmm. and sit down in a theater and watch it. Mm-hmm. Our last one of those went by the wayside, I think, two years ago or maybe just beginning of COVID. It was like one of the ones you could still go see a movie, you know, like a recently out of theaters movie for mm-hmm. a couple bucks. And now we don't have that. It's just full price movies. Yeah. Yeah. The only one I knew of is uh, one in uh, Rhode Island, not far from the mass line. Uh, and I don't know what, I don't know if they, I think they went out of business. Um, because Walmart was going to go into the plaza that they were in the back of. 
and they were going to knock down like all these stores. And so a bunch of them just like, you know, sold their buildings back to the, you know, back to the property company. Mm. And then out of the blue, like, nope, we've changed our mind. We don't want, we don't want anything to do with this town. We're going to go over here to the next state. Wow. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, oh. So we have rewards. $9, we get issue three and four digital. And you have digital stretch goals. So yeah, from time to time, we'll do wallpapers. We're doing those uh, coloring pages you can print out. We might be adding some more before the end of the campaign. And then physical ones that will actually get shipped with, with rewards that are physical. Uh, the the uh, the PDF uh, versions uh, in the last couple of years I've I've come to call the the Australian variants <laughs> because I remember somebody they said it, it cost like sixty dollars to ship one book to mm-hmm. like Australia the other I'm like they'd be better off just swimming here and getting it <laughs> yeah. I was just talking to uh, one of the anchors on Heroes for Causes, Kieran, mm-hmm. the other day, uh, yesterday, and he was talking about how expensive it is to ship books from the UK to US. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, we don't have many Australian backers or you know backers from the UK, but because for one comic to ship it with like a hard, rigid, you know, cardboard piece, it's like fifteen dollars to the UK. Mm-hmm. And I think like twenty-five to Australia. So yeah, by the time you My- sell a ten-dollar book." plus 25 it's triple or quadruple the price yeah my last campaign i had one to germany yeah and it was um 25 dollars yep. shipped to ship the book to germany and should it yeah i mean she paid you know ten dollars for the book you know and then 25 for the shipping and i said dear god give me a few months it'll be up on amazon <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah not that, not that i'm encouraging everybody to skip the campaign but come you know you feel I bad because you want. I feel bad. Like I feel like they're not book. getting their money's worth. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I've I've got a I've got a bunch of friends over in the UK, and uh, they're you know they're big crowdfunder supporters yeah. f- for indie comics. They love indie comics. That's all they buy now. Yeah. But uh, their cutoff line is, if it costs me more for shipping than it does for the book. It's just not worth it for me. Yeah. But if they're getting shipping for less than the book, somebody's giving them a deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because it's I just, it's just do insane. know that uh, there's been a few things going on because certain people have been been working to uh, workarounds for for the shipping issues. Because not only is it expensive to ship to the UK, but when you ship from the States to the UK, they want you to fill out all this paperwork and pay them taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, King George. We stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> um, it's, it's like, plus they're, gonna, plus they're going to charge the person that gets the book tax on the item that they got. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, whoa, none of this double dipping stuff. Uh, I know RJ from Critical Blast has a thing going where 
creators are shipping them because they can ship like a bulk box mm -hmm. where they'll package up all their stuff you know write the shipping information on the on the gemini's that they use and most of the books over there are like oversized kind of like magazine size mm -hmm. and they'll ship them like a big box for a lower cost so it'll end up being you know normal normal shipping prices so you're going to pay like maybe twelve dollars to ship a gemini yeah you know tops and uh they've been going back and forth on that and i know uh recently for uh uk and other uh european distribution that uh that daphne and jd have teamed up with uh mike jimmy who does life on cora mm -hmm. and uh he's now carrying their books now in the big giant size because that's that's what he prints mm -hmm. everything in um so if anybody over there orders anything, he gets them printed. Uh, he's in the Netherlands. He gets them printed there. And it's, you know, like a quick bike ride. And they're they're shipped out for, for normal costs with, mm -hmm. with none of that, you know, triple taxing going on because it's, you know, from within the European Union and everything. And uh, so, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Indie comics will get to you. <laughs> if you think about like indie comics and Kickstarter, you know, every time someone backs, you know, Kickstarter takes their cut, shipping, you know, the shipping cut comes out, you know, and all that other stuff. So it's like, you know, money is evaporating from the ecosystem, sort of. Mm -hmm. And if there's a way to kind of keep more of that money in the system, I think, you know, we could fund more campaigns, you know, more creators could get books out more often. People could actually be profitable or break even. So, uh, there's got to be some way to kind of to kind of keep some of that in the system without spending 25 bucks on shipping. Yeah, I know some. Uh, there's a lot of people I've been talking to, and I think it's a great idea that uh, creators should find their way to have their own website. So after the fact, you know, I know on Indiegogo you can keep like the storefront open, um, and when you have a I found out from uh, Neff at Global Frequency that if you have a successful Kickstarter, you can just transfer your Kickstarter to Indiegogo mm -hmm. and keep yeah. it there as an in-demand. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's good, but they're still they're still taking a cut. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go through, you know, find out what you have to do and get your get your own website up and running? Um, you can start with like one of the free versions, you know, you still have to pay for your domain name and everything, but you can stop with like, like a Wix website at first. And, you know, when you start making more, you can put, you know, put more into it, but it's a, it's, it's a hub for you to just get orders and, and, and ship out your own books. I know a lot of people, uh, in the indie scene that I talk to, uh, depending on how well the campaign does, they'll do like an overprint of like 20% mm -hmm. because they need, they need stock to bring to shows. And sometimes or once in a while, you might just catch the right show and you might sell out of everything you brought with you. And now you're down to like another box and now you got to order another print run. 
Yeah, it's interesting with printing. You can like print 250 books for the same price you can print like 75 books for. Mm -hmm. um, you can print like a thousand books for like the same price you could print like 400 for. So it's almost like, should I just give the extra books? And then even if I give them away, you know, it's still almost worth it. But yeah, it's it's like you know, you can you can turn around, you can you can donate do, if you've got like, say you had like an extra 10,000 of all these books, like six months later. Yeah. Well, you know, at Halloween time, every kid's getting <laughs> a set of the misadventures. <laughs> yeah. Not, not the, not the cool cards or anything, but you know, those are for backers only. Yeah. They, yeah. Can, have, they can have the books. Now that'd be fun to print 10,000 of these. Cause by the time you print 10,000, like Marvel, I think it's like 27 cents an issue or something. Yeah. I know. I, I keep looking around my house going, where would I put 10,000 books? <laughs> we have we have about 8,000 total of our Heroes for Causes books between Pathway and Center Ice mm -hmm. um, because we did large print runs because they're free with a donation to the charity. So mm -hmm. uh, we're still waiting to get out to a couple larger conventions to to get those out. But Yeah. I need to talk to you about like next March. I want to get something to put on the table. But my, it's not till March, so we got time. Okay, <laughs> there's a couple months. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. Hello, so, Hexhaling Comics. Hexhale. <laughs> so you can get issue three and four physical, which includes physical copies of three and four. I don't know why, but I read those custom quick tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to put, I think I need to put my glasses on, guys. <laughs> hey, I guess we could find a way to make that happen. Well, you could you could do those the transfer temp, temporary tattoos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Custom quick tune includes digital commission bust and all digital stretch goals. So you get a piece of you get a custom piece of digital art mm -hmm. for twenty five dollars, and you get like all digital stretch goals. Well, that's yeah, worth Nick, that's worth it all day long. Nicholas yeah. is in Argentina, so it's kind of hard for him to do like sketches on blank covers or you know commission pieces because by the time you ship, like you said, William, it's just a nightmare. Mm. Um, so we decided let's just keep the commissions digital, just to keep the shipping aspect out of it, and uh, and do it that way. That's good too. There's 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 plenty of people in in the in the ether that. Uh, want somebody to draw their character that they wrote. Mm -hmm. So here's the quickest and cheapest way you can get that done. Uh, issue three and four gold foil for $38. Catch up physical. So all four issues for $38. Three and four holofoil for $58 and catch up gold foil on all four covers for $75. Not many printed. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I think the, our print run for the gold foil is 50 per book. So, wow. So yeah, there's, uh, there's not now. many of those <laughs> get them now or, uh, or weeping yeah. your weeping your Cheerios tomorrow. Yes, that's right. Uh, custom script, uh, strip. See, that's wearing off. There, there we go. My glasses are on now. 
uh, includes two to four panels, D&D themed and all digital stretch goals for 75. That's very cool. $98, all six covers of three and four. All six physical copies of three and four and stretch goals. 125, the ketchup holofoil. Keeper of the comics includes all 12 physical copies of the entire series and stretch goals. That's for those cover collectors that have to have mm -hmm. everything. You have to have it all. Superbacker includes all three and four reward tiers. Oh, wow. Oh. Tell us about all they're going to get with this one. So you got the... Uh... Issue three, regular, the PDF, uh, the, the gold foil, the hollow foil, issue four, PDF, regular, gold foil, hollow foil, the digital quick tune, and then the D&D themed uh, two to four panel commission and all the stretch goals. For $200. Yeah. Or you can one up it. And be <laughs> epic. Sorry, that's not enough for you. But wait, there's more. <laughs> We were going to do something crazy like the, you know, we'll fly out to meet you and take you to lunch, but who knows? <laughs> you need to charge more than $2.99 for that. <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't know what price point to put on it because with, with the prices I, of airfare these days, who knows? I'm not even sure you could get Amtrak for $2.99. The <laughs> Epic Backer includes all one, two, three, and four reward tiers and stretch goals. There can only be one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so every cover of every magnitude, uh, multiple foil gamey cards, digital sketch, comic the, strip. the comic strip, and if, if it's been mentioned, <laughs> if it's been mentioned, and even if it hasn't, if you can find it here, it's in there. Oh, look, it's a little cartoony of you. <laughs> See, same hat, same hat. By the way, uh, one of the stretch goals is a die cut sticker of me and Nicholas added to the other stickers. Oh, cool. So you hit the thousand goal, which was the initial goal. William, you I got a question. If I click out of this, uh, will it still record me or does it close my screen? It'll close your screen. Okay. But you can, if you need to do something, <clears throat> You can bounce out and come back I in. I have to update that stretch goal thing. I was going to say, that doesn't look correct. <laughs> oh. I can pop over and update that, but uh, is that okay if I cut out real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not going anywhere. You're just changing screens. You're fine. Oh, yeah. You'd have to X out. See, I thought we were going to get yeah. to talk about him while he wasn't here. I know, and that hat. Oh, oh. yeah. 
the hat. I don't Donatello know. is my favorite. <laughs> so I'm just going to refresh this screen. Okay. Whoa, where'd you go? Whoa, it put me way down the bottom. <laughs> I was going to say, what? We're supposed to get up to the top. It's a long page to scroll through. Oh, this is like trying to find my birth year. <laughs> it's getting bad. There we go. And as soon we're just going to go like this. There we go. <laughs> as it's updated, we will go back. Go back. And uh, we will see what we can see because there's more stretch goals. Okay. That's right. There's stretch goals and there's add-ons. Oh, add-ons are my favorite <laughs> and my weakness. You know, especially if I see a patch or a or a pledge coin, I'm like, okay. Oh. I'm I'm doing a pin with mine. It's my, gonna, my my first okay, pin. Back. So, do a refresh. Okay, let's <laughs> see if it comes up. I'll refresh over here and then bring it up. <laughs> I said refresh. I have no idea how it was uh, not updated, but. Dum, dum, dum. No whammies, no whammies. No whammies. Stop. Stop. Whoa. <laughs> All right. So oh, I like like I did yours. Marius sticker and 50 backers will get painted mini prints. Mm -hmm. yeah, once you hit 50 backers, so all backers up to that point, right? Well, I guess yes. all backers. Yeah, as long as we hit at least 50 backers on the total campaign, everybody gets all the physical backers get the mini print. And uh, the bookmark has been unlocked. Mm -hmm. Or has it? Yep. Oh, yeah. I thought I was reading that wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting because when we set this up, you know, we set it up with a number of backers and then also dollar amounts. Mm -hmm. So you never know quite what the average backer amount will be. Right. So our right side of our, what do you call it? Thermometer Thermo starts yeah. filling up faster than the left side of the thermometer. But I'm confident we're going to hit the 75 backers so that the, the thermometer will look more balanced. Right. <laughs> more <Yeah>. balanced. <laughs> balanced, Daniel, son. <laughs> so the... Uh, the print, the book. I love people like, oh, another bookmark. I'm like, dude, I love bookmarks. Do you love bookmarks? Good. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I, I can't get enough bookmarks because I'm always reading like multiple books mm -hmm. and and actual books too. Yes, I read books without pictures. Ooh, <laughs> you're my favorite oh. type of person. Okay. So the the book that I just took and I started reading the other day was a present from my great, great grandmother 
to my mother oh. in 1946. Okay. Um, um, and it's it's got a uh, copyright date of 1944 in the book. Oh, very cool. And it's a cowboy book. It's Gene Autry. Okay, um, yep. Of course, it was King of the Cowboys. So it's a Gene mm-hmm. Autry book. So when you first open the book, the uh, the inside bookend pages is like one big uh, drawn mural. And it's got you mm-hmm. know Gene and the Western town and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That is really cool. And, and it smells like 1944, too. So <laughs> I'm like, mm, old pages. Old paper. Old, old paper. You know, you know, know how I, we were talking about um, uh, treasure troves with William earlier? Mm-hmm. About going to a garage sale and stumbling upon, like, box and box of comics. I stumbled upon a garage sale where the son, his dad was an author, and he collected all of the first editions and first hardback printings of basically any science fiction or fantasy book that you could possibly imagine. Oh, wow. And they were just sitting there, and they are like 50 cents or a dollar a piece for hardbacks. And and I don't buy a lot of standard, like, hardback books and first editions, but I saw, like, Game of Thrones, and I saw, like, oh, wow. George R. R. Martin's other stuff, and then some old John Grisham stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen these, mm-hmm. like, in my life, let alone. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I should, you know, I should let you run over my dad's house because he's getting rid of books, and he's, you know, been buying the first editions, the book club editions since – since he can remember. So who knows what else he has, but if he has some of the original George R. R. Martin and the Harry Potters and things like that, mm-hmm. some of those books can be expensive, just like comic oh, books. Oh yeah. 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 Some first editions. Are yeah. Like, I, um, I have this little book collection that no, like I have to either be gifted it or stumble across it. I refuse to search for the books. <laughs> I don't know why I'm weird that way. Um, but it's, it's called Ch- Cherry Ames, and it's an old book series. And I was on Facebook one day and saw somebody post, like, a garage sale post. And they had, like, six or eight of the books. Hmm. And I got up the next morning, and I was like, I'm, like, I will be there when the garage sale opens. <laughs> and the woman was laughing because I posted on the thing. I'm like, I'll be there in the morning. And she, she I, she's like, these nobody's even looking at these books. <laughs> And she had gone on to one of the uh, book pricing sites. And some of these books were worth 30, 40 bucks a piece. And I I was so dejected because I just didn't have that kind of money. And I think she sold me the whole set for like 20 20 bucks. That's all she had. Because she's like, you are infatuated with these books and nobody else has even looked at them. You deserve them. I know they're going to make you happy. Like you're going to get something out of these. I know you're not going to buy these and just. And and resell. And resell them. I'm definitely not a reseller. Reselling <laughs> takes too much work. <laughs> oh my god! Like you gotta do all that research and then list it and hope somebody's interested. And now that's too much work for me. Even even now, like if I do a book purge, which I do a couple of times a year, um, they go down to the library to the, our li- the library. Well, a couple towns over has free shelves where anybody can come in and just take the books and have them. Hmm. And, and I've gone in multiple times and just stock them by myself. <laughs> huh. Add-ons. Yes. Issue one added on. Now that's a that's that's scoop a scoop cover. cover. Yeah. Five dollars. The Scott Pilgrim Ashcan number one. The scoop cover of add-on two. Issue two. 
Stickers. Stickers for five dollars. Add-on for physical black and white. Kit Wallace scoop cover number one. That's the coloring book cover. We actually had Katrina. We had someone ask if that whole book was was coloring book, book style. style. I was like, yeah, no. Unfortunately, it's just the cover. <laughs> so. They must have gone, but you work with Katrina. Everything she does is coloring book style. <laughs> Add-on number five includes the Scoot number one preview edition VHS cover. For those are very highly collectible. The you guys remember cover. the clamshell, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm old. I remember the clamshells. I have a friend of mine who did a Kickstarter. That he's actually waiting for the books to finally come in so he can do his fulfillment. And one of his tiers was actually an actual VHS clamshell. With wow. all of all of like the stickers and all that magnets and all that stuff inside the clamshell, so so big enough to house a comic book, and not not a comic book. Well, it's a comic, but it's like in the six by nine. Oh, okay. Because it's about two hundred and twenty pages long. Okay, That's it's cool. broken up into segments. Yeah, it's, I don't know that the book itself actually fits in there. Okay. Um, because I saw the book and it was about yay thick. Okay. <laughs> That's so still a cool be, idea. It'd be pushing, but all of the extra swag stuff um, at that tier level, it wasn't for everything. It was just a certain tier. All fit, all fit inside of there. Cool. Like, and that's on number six. Oh. Promo set of all eight holofoil trading cards for game $19. It's got your name written all over it. <laughs> it's right there. I just finished giving away all of my. Uh, Don't say Pokemon cards. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, all, all of my magic cards. Oh no. Oh. Um, to you gave uh, away or you sold them? I, I gave them away to uh, to a kid. <laughs> okay. Um, to uh, my girlfriend's uh, friend's son. Were they old uh, ones or more recent ones? Oh, they were they were more recent ones. Okay. You know, I didn't I didn't be like, yeah, I don't care what they're worth. Give away my black lotus set. Yeah, here's a couple of houses. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, put them in your bike spokes. <laughs> yeah, just drive around with them. I I did keep um one of like the pre-made like hundred card decks. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that was my favorite format to play in. Mm -hmm. You know, so people couldn't, you know. Actually, my favorite deck was a, you know, was a blue. I'm gonna make you throw all your crap away deck. <laughs> I really, and then they got rid of those cards, and I'm like, I don't care. I still want to play this deck. I can't play it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I quit. Uh, Closest I've ever come to playing Magic is I had a friend of mine who was a model for one of the packaging, and so I have a one of the packet packages with her uh, art cool. on it. Yeah. It's amazing the people you you meet in the comic book industry as you go along. Yeah. Who do really cool things. <laughs> yeah, I uh I was just I was like all done playing like way before you know anything bad happened to me, you know, with my health. I was like mm -hmm. I'm like I know this is just a scam, but you know I can't be 
going around. I got a kid. I can't be going around dropping a thousand dollars every, you know, every month to, you know, to buy the new cards. And, mm -hmm. and then it's like, why am I buying packs? I can just wait till they have the, the ones that I want and then just buy the singles off of somebody, you know, at an exorbitant rate. You know, I don't care if the card's damaged. If the card's damaged, yeah, sell it to me for a dollar. I'd take it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And But I was just, you know, I got into it and I was like, I, I, I never liked magic. I liked the art. I really yeah. liked the art. Yeah. I was a D&D &D player. So I really liked the art. Um, but I was like, it just seems like, you know, you just sit around bashing people over the head. So the game that got me into CCGs was the... Uh, the old uh, Star Wars game. Yeah. Mm. When it first came out from that company. Been going. Yeah, Decipher. Uh, I just threw all those cards out the other week. So I had like, no. you know, I, I, I threw them all out. I'm like, I'm never going to use them again. And they're just like taking up space and goodbye. Next time you're throwing some out, ship them over here. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't have any more, but you know. <laughs> I'll keep, I'm, I'll keep I'm, that in mind. I'm the, I'm the house for uh, orphaned video games. <laughs> video game systems. <laughs> I just inherited an Atari 2600 of all things. Oh. With uh, 50 versions of Pong. Is it the wood grain one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was an original, like the original system. A uh, guy I knew, or know, um, was cleaning out his mom's attic. And found that and a Super NES. Nice. Wrapped up in boxes, taped shut, so no dust got in them. Oh, cool. And uh, another friend surprised me by paid paid. They're gonna just take them to Goodwill. Another friend paid the shipping and had them shipped to my my place. Oh, nice. So unfortunately, the SNES I can't get the sound to work on it. So it's a little weird playing Mario without any music. Well, where's your jingle on your phone? Just play that. Uh, that the, or I can probably sing it if I try hard enough. You can just put YouTube on on your phone and it'll just play <laughs> like six hours of the Mario music. Then eventually you will just take your phone and throw it into the wall because it's right. driving you in slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah, yeah I, have to, I have to explain I, why I got to buy had, a new phone. <laughs> I, had a bunch, I had a bunch of toys that this dealer wanted to buy off me and they were like, there's like 50 video games in the box, like PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, mm -hmm. uh, some Xbox and, and GameCube stuff. No systems. Uh, mm -hmm. And there were a bunch of other stuff in there, including uh, one of the 2003 Toonami uh, pieces of the Herculoids. Oh, nice. Okay. And three, there are three boxes. And if you've got like, if you bought all three, you could set them up like on a big shelf. Oh, and that's Herculoids behind him. So I've got I've got Zock and Xandor. <laughs> now I looked these up, and these are selling for like four or five hundred bucks. Nice. Wow. So this guy's like, "There's well, I really want that, but I can't be paying that." So he agreed to pay me four hundred dollars for everything that he had been like. Yep, I'll take this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. Put it all in the box. All the video games. Which I was giving him for like a buck a piece what? on the on the what? video game. The box came up to four hundred dollars. Then he saw a bunch of other stuff that I had found that I was putting up. Then all of a sudden he didn't want ninety percent of the stuff that was in the big box. 
and mm. wanted to cherry pick all the other stuff and wanted a good price for it. Mm. So I keep them. I I go the only reason, and I I had given him a good price on the tsunami piece. Uh, of I asked for like three fifty, so it's like it's a hundred dollars off what you're gonna pay on eBay. Of course, that's not good enough. Yeah. Well, if I put it on eBay, I'm gonna lose this. I go get over yourself. We all know <laughs> you make your money off of there. Um, and so he was getting that for two fifty, and then wanted the deal on all this other stuff, including like. Uh, an old tenth uh, anniversary uh, diamond diamond select San Diego exclusive Batman figure, Ooh. still in the clamshell, and wow. I'm like, he wanted good prices, so I gave him all my prices, and everything came up to about eight hundred dollars. Mm. But I was still giving him the the Herculoids box for two fifty. Oh, we're not even on the same planet. Oh, well. No, because you want to steal all my stuff. You want cheapskate prices. Yeah. You want to flip it and resell it. You want to you want to pay like you know what what you would pay for if you were a you know if you were a store buying off your you know wholesaler. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a wholesaler, and I kind of you know some things I'm like yeah I don't care about I'll sell them for less. Well, other things I'm like. And I'm like, I know most of the stuff I can't sell because they're all like DC Direct figures. And now everybody's all McFarlane crazy. Mm -hmm. And and they don't want any figures that don't have the McFarlane name on them. (laughs) Well, he gives stands with all of his. Yeah, you know, you can buy those really cheap online. (laughs) And I'm like, the lines that I've got, like already from, from Direct, some of these things, I've got like seven or eight, like cases of like lines that are still sitting in the case, like up in the front of this room. And I'm like, I got to go through them and do something with them. But I'm like, mm, I'm not there yet. Cause nobody's bought the stuff that we've already put up. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you had my attention at $1 video games. I'm all in. I know. I know. I was like a dollar video. I'm, I'm in on the video game, especially GameCube all day long. I'll buy GameCube games all day long for a dollar or five dollars. Yeah, we've got a GameCube Um, too. I had like, I only had like four GameCube games. I bought like two. That's right. Joseph and I would have bought over them. And then she was like, well, can I have those GameCube bats? Because my sister's got, my sister's boyfriend's got a GameCube and I can play them when I'm over at her house. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Here. (laughs) So then I, I had like a golf game and, uh, like a Fantastic Four game that I never got to put in and try because she was always playing Finding Nemo or Shrek. So (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'll go back to my computer. But yeah, it's it's stuff like that that, you know, kind of irks me. But uh, now on to our regular scheduled program. (laughs) Add on number seven. and Do a magic trick. You can make it appear in real life. (laughs) Ta-da! Physical copy kit Wallace I hate Fairyland cover number one. That cover's a lot of fun. Kit did an awesome job. Yeah, I've got I've got like a few doubles of his uh 
original I hate Fairyland books, like when he, when they first came out, like years ago. <laughs> I think I got them by accident because they they did like they released like a regular cover and then they did like uh, the the action figure covers, mm -hmm. which I thought were cool, and everybody else thinks are cool, but not cool enough to buy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I've got boxes of action figure covers. I go, yeah, these were cool, but I don't care about these books anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. and share. Sharing, sharing is, is caring. caring. Sharing is caring. And yes, those cards have my name on it. <laughs> we only have like 15, 15 sets or 18 sets of the cards. Um, because when we printed them, it actually was a surprise. I upgraded them to holofoil. Nobody was expecting it. So people were pretty excited, the ones that um, added it on to the first campaign and the second one. So, And if only there were eight days left. Because uh -huh. <laughs> then I have a new check on the first. Ah, but <laughs> I'm go, I'm not, going not, not to encourage anybody to overspend their limits. Yeah. But Kickstarter does put your, your pledge through, was it a week later? They'll try again a second time? Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure if I, I'll have to go, I'll have to sign it. Like I go, because <laughs> I just had, I just, well, I just got a new card. Because my, uh, my MasterCard had just, you know, rolled out after like five years. So they just, they just sent me a new one. So I had to like update yep. everything. And there's certain places I haven't updated yet because I haven't bought anything from Amazon recently. Mm -hmm. So uh, the longer I wait to update a new card, uh, the better, but I just bought something. <laughs> I just bought a Kickstarter from uh, somebody else at the beginning of the month. So I'm like, mm. I was like, oh, I don't have any money. Oh, it's not due until the third. Awesome. <laughs> I'm in. Bye. Buy low, sell high, and keep those foil cards. You know what's interesting is some of those original like zombie side games that were all Kickstarters, mm -hmm. they're they're impossible to find on the secondary market. And there's other games too, I'm sure that that you know I'm not mentioning, but you know, there there is a whole industry of people that get in early on some of these IPs and then they, they sit on them for a year or two and then they're scarce. They didn't make many of them and then they're in demand and then people can hawk them on eBay for big prices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, just uh, just like I learned, because I get I get like PR from Cryptozoic every month, mm -hmm. and they've released the Dark Knight game like on you know the regular market, but it's different from the Kickstarter version mm -hmm. of the game. Yeah, yeah. So there's you know there's a whole bunch of upgrades they did to the game that people that buy the regular game don't have. Never know. And I'm like, I mean, that's, you know, Dark Knight is my second favorite Batman, <laughs> like, story next to the cult. And because uh, it was fun seeing him finally get broken down by somebody. And the, I really like the art on it. But anyhow, <laughs> the nobody's going to have the upgrades. And, and yeah, there are some people that, specifically collect those games and there's mm -hmm. so many 
retailers, like, you know, small business retailers that, that will go in and, and buy, you know, if they've got a retailer chair, they'll buy a retailer chair and mm -hmm. get like limited editions of that game. And then they'll, they'll be pumping that up and like advertising it and playing the paint, playing the trailer on, on loop during like, you know, specific game nights, like the mini nights or whatever. Mm -hmm. And be like, yep, we're getting only six of those in. And that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and be like, can we pre can we pre buy them now? Uh huh. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. <laughs> yep. Your soul on this line. Yeah, I'm just like. So, uh, since we're still on the cards and we're talking games, uh, when are you thinking of actually releasing the misadventures game? So we've got it pretty much all planned out. Um, we haven't done any kind of game testing or actually printed any prototypes beyond the cards. Um, but ideally it would probably take about 90 to 120 days of, of production and, and getting all the print stuff together mm -hmm. um, and doing a little bit of play testing. And then, so right now it's kind of interest-based. So if, if we feel like there'll be a lot of momentum going into the game, we have our official trade launching in Captain Underpants style. Uh, and Dave Pilkey style in the spring through Scoot. So it might be a good time to announce the official release of the, or at least try the official release of the game about the same time. So in the spring of next year. Yeah, because I'd, I'd definitely be down for it. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can talk my girlfriend into buying me the cards. <laughs> right see, now. I'm, I'm hoping they did a proofreader for the, the rule book. So <laughs> I can get a, I can get my comp copy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I game the system a little bit where I can. <laughs> we uh, I'll be a yeah. game tester. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. One of one of our challenges, I think, is just getting the minifigures correct because we want mm -hmm. you know three D printed resin printed um a figure for every one of the main characters that are going to be playable characters in the in the story, and it seems like that's the biggest hurdle, like printing the cards because I can I can pretty much do the design work from Nick's art um getting the printing done other than the the rollout mat that we want to do for the game board um and just kind of laying that out uh graph design wise i think printing the minifigures and, and modeling those is way beyond my caliber or my ability so we probably have to get someone to you know help set up the 3d files for those characters i know a guy do you <laughs> i know a few, don't say i i, I know really? a few people i know one guy that is uber talented that department uh he is now uh in doing uh fulfillment of his campaign that was very successful and he designed his own figure and he has done figures for uh multiple people in the industry uh just as you know just as a thank you goes because i like their characters so i'm gonna make their their IP character, I'm going to put it on my desk and I'm going to do one and paint it up and send it to them as a, oh, as a present, cool. as, as kind of like a thank you. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll talk to them and uh, I'll send them your way Yeah. for, you know, for, for something in the future. And, uh, you know. And we're thinking maybe four or five uh, 
playable characters for like game. What do they call game movers or game tokens? Is there a word for that? Game token. uh, tokens. Pieces. Yeah, token pieces. Little so. guys I misplace. <laughs> character pieces. And then they'll actually correspond to the cards. Like this is a character card. This Jiminy one. There we go. So um, shiny. <laughs> so the token will correspond to this. And then there'll be an upgraded version of this that you can get to, that replace this one with the same token. with it has different abilities and, and different stats and stuff like that. Oh, cool. <laughs> I like it. And and much like the book, it'll be it'll be an all ages game. Yep. But uh like I like to tell everybody, break your children in on Uno <laughs> so you know that not even family means a, a darn That's thing right. on the game board. That's <laughs> right. Mike, you know, my kids be or killer. When I used to play like games that weren't co-op with them, they would tag up team up together against me. Of course. Take take me out <laughs> and then take each other out. I'm like, I'm not sure I like this plan, you two. You know what the worst is? Did you ever play Monopoly? Oh, yeah. And then people start making alliances like, oh, I'll trade mm -hmm. you this property and infinite immunity as long as we can get Katrina out of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's my do kids that. Have, my kids have done that, too. Although like, we, ha we have a whoever, solid whoever gets no Whoever gets Boardwalk and Park Place and has, like, 10 hotels on each. Uh, that would the be rest, my youngest. <laughs> the rest of the board all gangs up on them. Yeah, that would be my youngest. He somehow manages to get everything. It's 50 hotels, you know. And he always takes you out on, I don't remember what the name of the they are, but they're the ones that are just past go. Yep. So they're the little cheap ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where he takes you out. <laughs> He's because. He whittles you down, and then you eventually end up on Boardwalk or Park Place. Yeah. And it, it's like the Boardwalk Park Place people. It that's that's like that's like the bad that's like the Joker's hideout. <laughs> You're hiding out there, waiting for like everybody else to step on one little square foot booby trap, mm -hmm. and then you win. Boom. Well, hopefully yep. it's not like six hours later because oh, sorry. we games just carried on. We won't. Yeah. I won't. We have a couple of like board monopolies mm -hmm. that we. I refuse to get out. <laughs> we play online on uh, like the like the Xbox. Mm -hmm. We'll do mm -hmm. the online the game online gaming version of it because it's just faster. Nobody's arguing because the game is like these are the rules. Deal with it. <laughs> You can't deal from below the deck. Right, uh, right. And I'm not opening up any of my collectible monopolies to play with you kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's what that is. Like. I, just, I just don't have the patience from, like, the actual the length of time it takes to play the actual board version of it. Just to set it up, yeah. Just set up. And then I've got cats. So let's be honest. If we don't finish in one night, you might as well whoever was winning one because the cats will have destroyed that board by morning. One cat sprinting across it. That's it. The floofy's got it. Yep. Dorian won. <laughs> so William, when you buy uh, board games, like the Batman board game, 
you know, how, how much is the temptation to open it and how much is the temptation to leave it sealed and put it in your collection and, you know, the bookshelf and stuff? Um, well, I'm very tempted, but at the moment, uh, we are slowly but surely going through about 300 boxes of comics. Ooh. And uh, a lot of them I never got to read because they were, I had like two nine foot tables. Mm-hmm. And how, like, if you were, when, when you see stores or dealers like setting up and they're just putting stacks and stacks and stacks to separate everything out, I had stacks like that. I had a nine foot table in my walk in closet. So there was no closer there. I used the small closet in the bureau because I didn't have a lot of, you know, how many clothes do, what does a guy need? <laughs> you know, eight days worth at most if you get lazy <laughs> with the laundry. Uh, so I had these tables all set up with all these stacks of books. And as I would, you know, binge read them in between, you know, online gaming and, you know, checking out everything out and playing with my daughter and doing day to day, you know, regular dad stuff um i would binge read like if i wasn't working like the next day and it was like going into the weekend i would on a friday night i would binge read like 30 or 40 books mm-hmm. and then i then i'd be like oh i just read these i got a bag of board and put them in the box now. <laughs> but i would do that but when i got sick both those tables will fill up about this high mm-hmm. with multiple stacks on you know too long convention tables and uh so they took them all and they put them in they just threw them the way they were in in boxes and and i'm like oh i never read these and i have no interest in these anymore (laughs) you know and you know all i'm buying now is like you know older books like uh i bought a run of gold key star treks a couple of months ago Buck Rogers from the 70s in Gold Key, uh, Treasury Edition books that I'm like, wait, that book's worth how much? <laughs> These were like $1.98 for super oversized ones. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. But uh, you know, I'm 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 getting them back. I got uh the the most recent treasury book that I bought that I was proud of was the uh, the photo cover with Jackson Bostwick as Shazam on the cover. Uh, you know, some of us know him as Captain Marvel, the real Captain Marvel, not this pretender at the mouse at the mouse house. But uh, I love I love old books and you know old runs and old indie stuff and you know small press stuff i came across my comico black box the other day man that, that brings had, back some memories oh yeah you know when uh grendel black white and red will never be reprinted again <laughs> whoops uh they're out of business and we own the rights now so we're reprinting it again I'm like oh um i don't have the poster that that folded in on it anymore sadly but I still have all the original books that came in that box are still in that box. Mm-hmm. I actually took them out and read them all and then, then started searching some online sales to see if I could find the other ones. 
you know, like like the Eternals and uh, DNA agents and and stuff from like the eighties and nineties and and beyond. When comics could still be fun, you know, like, glory like, dance comics. like the misadventurers <laughs> fun, yeah. you know. So we want to wish you guys the best of luck with this. There's still five days left now. Uh, plenty mm -hmm. of time to get in and possibly get the last set of all those Hollow cards. Could be yours. Uh, check it out. If you've already uh, backed the project, please share it out on all the social media so we can get more mm -hmm. eyes on it in the last couple of days. And uh, we'll see you all in the funny pages. <laughs> Guys, thanks for coming in and uh, and talking about the book and uh, and anything in between. Going a little bit off topic here, and coming back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> program with your uh, your Leonardo hat. Let <laughs> me do my outro. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, on any of the socials at Joseph A. Michael. Or, of course, on Kickstarter until August 30th under The Misadventures. So check it out. Awesome. And if you're looking for me, I'm pretty much everywhere under Katrina Rotes, R-O-E, T as in Tom, S as in Sam. I have a Kickstarter going live October 1st. If you guys are interested in checking that out, the pre-launch page is up at catscratchpress.com. Awesome. <laughs> and you can find me anywhere under Creators Outlet or at Joker fan on Twitter, or just look for creators outlet on late tree and you can find, follow me anywhere right there. So until next time, we wish you well. Uh, and, uh, Hey, read a comic book, would you? Yeah. <laughs>